Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, Happy New Year to everybody. Come on, I said Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, 2023 is here. I was trying to think of some little catchy phrase. All you can be in 2023. That's the title of my message today. Not really. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, man, I'm so glad that you are here on New Year's Day. It means the world. Uh, and uh, start the year off right. Uh, so thank you for being here. I also want to... Uh, greet and welcome anybody joining on the screen, especially want to mention our campuses, our Michigan Street campus and our Red Bug Lake campus here at Curry Ford. Come on, every, across all the campuses, let's put our hands together and just celebrate. We're one church, uh, many locations, and uh, today is going to be fabulous. I don't know if any of your um, uh, neighborhoods were as lit as my neighborhood was last night. But I mean, I think at one point some neighbors came into our backyard and started lighting fireworks off. That's what it sounded like. And I knew I had to be here early this morning, so I was trying not to be a part of the, all of that. And uh, I can say this, my neighbors are very lucky that I did not have fireworks with me this morning when I was leaving the house. Because that thought came to my mind. I was like, it's a little after seven, it's, the neighborhood's so quiet, everybody's just sleeping. I said, I'd like to light some stuff off right now. I'd like to go in their backyards. Um, but the Lord got a hold of my life, and uh, I'm all good now. Amen. No, it's all good. So anyway, Happy New Year, and um, we're going to uh, uh, get into this uh, message in just a moment, but I want to pray uh, before, we, before we get into this, and uh, we'll talk about our, our uh, fast that we're starting today. I'll mention some stuff about that in just a moment as well as we launch into this message. Um, but I want to pray to, to, uh, to start this uh, uh, message off, pray that God's anointing would be there, pray that we would hear uh, from God today, um, but also want to pray for anybody who's just going through something right now, maybe a, a pain or a loss, and want to specifically pray uh, for Tom Edwards. His wife, Elisa, went to be with the, with the Lord um, probably about eight or nine days ago, now and just a uh, out of nowhere just uh, went through a real physical battle and um and uh her service i want to mention this her service is saturday saturday january 14th at 2 p.m here on this campus in the youth auditorium so saturday the 14th um but we're going to pray for for tom and his family and we're going to pray for anyone else that's just going through a season right now, we're gonna pray that God would speak to us today because that's why we're here uh, to encounter Jesus. And so let's pray. Lord, uh, I thank you that you are here where we've gathered. You are here in the midst. We're gathering in your name, Jesus. And I would ask you now to just be so active in our lives. Lord, we, we as a family come uh, together and we just pray for Tom and his entire family at the loss of Elisa. What a, what a, what a gift she was to all of us to this church for so many years and we just thank you for her impact and uh, the legacy that she leaves behind and we pray that you'd be with, uh, with Tom and, and family in just a very, very real, very practical way 
bring peace and comfort, we pray. And Lord, Lord I, I take a moment to just pray for anybody that's going through any other kind of battles right now as they've taken the time to be part of this service, maybe, maybe on a screen, maybe here. Um, but Lord, I pray healing in Jesus' name. We just speak that this is a year of healing. If you need that, claim that right now in Jesus' name. Just healing, and I pray breakthrough. I pray, God, for peace to come. Um, Lord, I pray for, uh, Lord, those that are maybe grieving or, or, or going through a, a season of loss. Um, we just pray, God, that you would be the lifter of our heads. Lord, anoint this word today. And I pray this, Lord, let us hear today. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And I have prayed that hundreds of times, but I pray that God with a, a special level of intensity and focus. Lord, let us hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Lord, let deep cry unto deep today. Um, and we thank you and we are, we are all ears and we say yes to you in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. 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 Well, we do start 21 days today of uh, fasting and prayer. And uh, if you've never fasted before, uh, you this is the time. Right, just to start it with us, you can do it. I promise you can. Um, a lot of people are doing a Daniel fast, which is uh, basically uh, mostly would leave you with mostly fruits and vegetables. A Daniel fast would be no uh, meat, uh, no bread, uh, nothing made of bread or meat, and then no sweets either. So that, again, that leaves you with mostly fruits and vegetables. Um, and so a lot of people are doing that for the 21 days. Some of us are doing that for uh, some portion, and then and some portion of the 21 days uh, doing a total food fast and just liquids for, for a portion of that. And some might be doing 21 days of just liquids. And, uh, and so I would just encourage you with a couple things with this. Number one, if you've never done it before, you can do it. So just come on and join in with us. And um, when you do, this, the point of this is that our flesh would decrease. And when that happens, that's what fasting does. It call, it's, you're saying no to your flesh, no to things that you want in order to say yes for the things you need, all right? And so we're saying yes to the spirit of God in our life will be stronger, the voice of God will be louder in your life. So that's why we do it. This isn't a first of the year diet plan or anything like that. No, this is saying no to whatever desires of our flesh that we can say no to uh, and to say yes to Jesus. And so do it with that uh, intent. Um, if you've never done it before, you can do it. And so jump in here and, and try it with us. And then... Um, and then the, uh, it's just going to be an expect. This is the, the, the third thing would be expect God to uh, show up in your life. We, we talked about a few, uh, we talked about this back in uh, about three weeks ago in December. We, we were talking about the fast starting and we had you write down three things you're believing for during the fast. And uh, maybe you did that. Maybe you didn't, never wrote those down. I would encourage you today to uh, find a time and, and write down some things that you're believing God for because I do believe that God's gonna bring breakthrough and healing and provision in, in unprecedented ways. It's just gonna be amazing and we're gonna do it together. And so there is a booklet uh, out there that just gives some different, this is called the Prayer and Fasting Guide. We just put this together. It gives some different uh, ideas on, uh, on, on, on fasting and some different things you can do. Also on our website, if you go to... Um, faithassembly.org slash 21, 21, the numbers, faithassembly.org slash 21. Uh, you'll see the website that with, with, with 
has the content from this on there, but the why with the fast, the fasting details, the dates, the prayer services, which Reverend prayer services during the 21 days. Um, every Wednesday will be a prayer service during the 21 days, so come out and pray with us corporately. Also, the first Friday of the fast and the last Friday of the fast will be prayer nights. The middle Friday of the fast will be the ministry teams conference that we talked about, and we'll have a time of prayer at that as well, uh, which you're all invited to that ministry teams conference as well. Uh, but anyway, there's the, uh, at the bottom of that page, it has, it has this whole book as a digital version, but you can grab the physical copy or go on the website for the digital version. Also, we're on social media, we'll be doing, we'll be posting devos from our pastoral team uh, all through the, uh, through the, um, uh, the 21 days. I think my, my, I start off on day one, it's already on there on social media, so you can go check that out. But uh, are you ready for the word? Yeah. All right, we're gonna start a series that goes this week and next week, um, but it's a series that lasts much longer than uh, two weeks in this sense. It's a series that lasts longer than the 21 days. This is a, a thought that we wanted to launch into the year with um, that really will mark our year, to be honest. And um, we were in a, a room with some of our team uh, a few weeks back, and we started talking about just what God was doing around here and what God wanted to do through our church and literally during that and we were discussing some different things and I literally had this little moment of vision where uh, I, I envisioned a, a giant stake going into the ground and I pictured this uh, sledgehammer just going and just driving that stake deeper and deeper into the ground and uh, so the, the series and kind of the launch of our year is this, deepen the stakes. I just really believe it's time that we as a church deepen the stakes and here's why you deepen the stakes because of what you're gonna tie to the stake. And I believe that 2023 is gonna be a year of absolute, amazing, above the surface growth. People are gonna see what God's doing at Faith Assembly. I really believe that with all my heart. And not only that, I believe people are gonna see what God's doing in your life. Like it's going to be physical, it's gonna be visible. People are gonna notice that God is doing some incredible things in your life. It's going to be seen, but it's gonna begin with the unseen. It's gonna begin with you deciding to drive down deeper and go deeper into Jesus. I just wonder if there's anybody at Faith Assembly that 2023 is saying, I am ready to go deeper in Jesus. I'm ready to go deeper in my relationship with God than I've ever been. That's what the prophet Isaiah is talking about in Isaiah chapter 54, verse two, and it would, it would be kind of our, our series text. I'll actually probably share more on this verse uh, next week, but it says this, make your tent larger. Uh, stretch your tent curtains farther out. Spare no effort. Lengthen your ropes. And then I love this at the end. He says, and pound your stakes deep. Pound your stakes deep. In other words, because of what, because of God, God is talking through the prophet Isaiah, because of what's about ready to happen, make sure that foundation is set because I'm getting ready to do some big things in your life. We just claim that in Jesus' name. So then within that, uh, the title of today's message is this, and I'm gonna read from Ephesians chapter three in just a moment. If you wanna turn there, uh, I encourage you to take some notes today. Uh, our, our notes are also on our Faith Assembly app. You can, you can follow along there. But the title of my message today is this, how low can you grow? How low can you grow? Because everybody likes to grow up. I mean, remember when growing 
was just, you didn't have to think about it. Remember when you were a kid, show up at Christmas time, you see all the family you hadn't seen in a year and you'd walk in the door and they'd start making a fuss over you. Oh my goodness, look how much you've grown. Look at how big you've gotten. Those phrases mean a little different when you become an adult, right? You walk in, you know, you're 40 years old, you walk into the family reunion, look how big you've gotten. It means something, a whole different thing now. Here's, because when you're little, growing is natural. It just happens, you don't even have to think about it. But you hit a stage in your life where if you're gonna continue to grow, you've got to decide to grow, right? And so everybody was talking about growing up, but I want us to focus on, on growing down. How low can you grow? How deep can you, can you get with Jesus? How, much, how deep can those stakes get? Uh, Ephesians chapter three, verse 14 through 21. Ephesians 14, or I'm sorry, Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 21. This is in the contemporary English version. Paul writes this. I kneel in prayer to the Father. All beings in heaven and on earth receive their life from him. God is wonderful and glorious. And I pray that his spirit will make you become strong, strong followers. I like that, that his spirit will make you become strong followers, and that Christ will live in your hearts because of your faith. Stand firm and be deeply rooted in his love. I pray that you and all God's people will understand what is called wide or long or high or deep. I want you to know all about Christ's love, although it's too wonderful to be measured. Then your lives will be filled with all that God is. This is some powerful language. Paul is praying uh, for believers here. And I, I just find myself just praying this over you as well, that your lives would be filled with all that God is. And then he puts a little bit of a, a benediction on this prayer in verse 20 and 21. He says, I pray that Christ Jesus and the church will forever bring praise to God. His power at work in us can do far more than we dare ask or imagine. Amen. Amen. I just want to kind of bring out three truths as we think about how low we can grow. Three statements of, of truth that I want us to pull out of this third chapter of Ephesians as Paul writes this, um, that I believe are so true for us today. They were true then and they're true now. And the first like statement, the first truth I would want to bring out, if you're taking notes, write this down and it's this. God will dwell where there is devotion. God will always dwell where there is devotion. He, he said that in verse um, 14, Paul says, I kneel in prayer to the Father. I kneel in prayer to the Father. We'll stop right there for a second. Um, this is an interesting concept of, of, of Paul kneeling in prayer, and here's why. Not because he's trying to set a precedent and say, this is how, you, like there's a certain posture for prayer, but he's writing this from prison. Most likely he's, he's literally chained to a Roman soldier at the time. And so for Paul to kneel in prayer, I mean, it, it took something. And I don't know if that soldier had to bend down a little bit or what, but here he is in prison kneeling in prayer. And again, I don't think Paul was trying to send a message to say that this is the posture for prayer, but I do think this. I think him kneeling in prayer does show that there is deliberate devotion to Jesus. Like, I don't think he's just kind of doing prayer amongst the other 93 things he's doing. 
I know how some of y'all do prayer, right? Like on your way to work and you're driving and you're putting your makeup on and you're watching traffic and, you're, and I'm, also, I'm also doing my prayer time. I'm like, well, you're better than I am. The fact that you can do those 37 things and still kind of have time with Jesus. And uh, I'm saying, hey, pray without ceasing. Pray all the time. But I like that Paul said, no, I'm, 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 I'm going to kneel down here and I'm putting all my focus on this. This is what 21 days of fasting and prayer does for us. Like it starts our year where we kind of put away some of the other things and some of the other stuff that we would normally be focusing on. And we say, we're going to start the year with 21 days of deliberate Focus, deliberate devotion on Jesus. Who's with me? Come on, somebody say amen. Yeah. And that devotion brings the indwelling of Jesus in our lives. Because Paul says, I kneel in prayer, and he continues. He says, all beings in heaven and on earth receive their life from him. God is wonderful and glorious. And then Paul says this, I pray that his spirit will make you become strong followers. Apparently, there are followers of Jesus, and then there are strong followers. There are, let's say it this way, there are shallow followers of Jesus, and then there are deep followers of Jesus. Paul says, I'm praying that you'll be strong, and then when you're strong, Christ will live in your hearts because of your faith. The devotion brings the dwell of Jesus. He says, when, when that happens, Christ will live in your heart because of your faith. This, Paul's not talking about salvation here. He's, 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 he's praying and talking to Christians who have, who have already had their moment of salvation where uh, when, I, when I get saved, when I accept what Christ has done and believe on Jesus, yes, he, he, he lives inside of me. But Paul's talking about now a different layer of the dwelling of the Holy Spirit that when you are going to a deep level and there's a, a, a different level of devotion in your life, there is a different level of the presence of God in your life. That's what Paul's talking about here. That's what 21 days of fasting and prayer will do. It'll, it'll, as we pray and as we're saying no to our flesh, the Lord will kind of speak to us about, about what would make Christ welcome in our life. I, I mentioned this in first service, but um, my, my wife and I, when we were married probably three years or something like that, we were going to uh, to consider being youth pastors at the church that we were at right before we came here. So this was a long time ago. Um, and as we did, we went and we, we met with the pastor and we, we talked about some things and we, we agreed to come to that church. We were excited and we didn't know where we were gonna live. And the pastor said, we'll just, we'll find you somewhere to live. And, and when you get here, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have something for you. And um, we had never done that before and we'll never do that again. But we did at that time, and uh, so we pulled into the, uh, to the city with our we're moving truck, the whole deal, not having any idea where, what we were getting ready to go live in, and we had seen his house, and we were like, if it's anything like his house, we're going to be okay, all right? Turns out it was nothing like his house, amen. Uh, so we, we kind of meet up in town, they say, okay, well, follow us, and so we start going, and uh, we just start going out deep in the woods, like just out I'm talking nothing's out there, like just critters and wild animals and serial killers. That's the only thing that was out in that area of the woods. And when we get out there, we come upon um, our new home. And it was, um, 
It was, a, it was a trailer, and you go, oh, so it was like a trailer park. I, you don't know how badly I wished it was a trailer park. No, it was a single trailer out with the serial killers. That's all that was out there. Just, it was the kind of place, like, you know, in a scary movie when the people get to the house that they rent, and they go, oh, this is so scary. It was like that, all right? Like, that's what it's like. And we're moving in, and uh, I can tell you this about this trailer. Like, 25 years prior, it was, it was probably a plush, like they had made this single wide trailer out to be like a plush thing 25 years ago. And now that carpet has 25 years worth of stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Uh, and uh, just uh, beads hanging and you'd walk through. It was, a, it was a really, really like late late 60s type of vibe. And just, uh, it was, uh, and it had been moved enough through the years where it was kind of off kilter, so it was kind of like a fun house. You'd walk down the hall, and it was kind of like, you'd, it'd be like that. And, uh, and then with all the moving, also the parts of the trailer kind of had, they're just, it wasn't sealed anymore. It just kind of had opened up, which the insects love, because they could get in and out much easier that way. Um, and so I can remember them just moving into that trailer and uh, bringing what stuff we did have. And I'm looking at my wife going, is she going to come with me or is this it? Like, it <laughs> uh, turns out I knew she loved me and I knew she loved ministry because she was a trooper and she goes in. And so I'll never forget though, guys, that first night uh, we kind of got our stuff in place and we lay down in bed. And I mean, to say that we were on edge with, we were hearing noises and things. And uh, my wife reminded me this morning that that first night we're laying there in the dark and she feels something and, uh, and, and on her face and she turns the light on and there's a tick crawling up her face. Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and I'm thinking like, is this, is this what my new pastor thought? I would be comfortable in like, uh, and I, we were thankful and we, we stayed there for three months and we just made it, we called it the love shack. It was awesome. It was just, we just, we just had fun with it. It was awesome. But the reason why I share all that is to say this, Paul in Ephesians three is talking about that we would get to a depth of devotion that Christ would not just, not just dwell, but that he would be at home in our lives. That's the difference. And I wonder if some of us have not thought enough about what in my life makes Christ feel at home or what worse, what in my life makes Christ feel not at home. What's in my life that Christ is not comfortable with? And a a season like this and to start the year off, it's a great time to go, God, you have the opportunity to look into any area of my life and anything that needs to go, anything I need to seal up, anything I need to clean up, anything I need to do differently so that you are welcomed in my life because the devotion will bring the indwelling of Jesus in your life. I heard one author I read, he was, he was writing about this and he said, it's like when, when Christ is considering moving in and being at home in your life, he would go through all the rooms of your life. He would maybe start in the library. The library would represent your mind. Jesus finds trash of all sorts and worthless things you've been thinking about and, and, and different thoughts you should not be thinking. And Christ goes in and begins to clear out all the wrong thoughts clear out all of the, the anger and the things you've been holding on to in your mind. And then Christ would go to the dining room. And this author said that the dining room would represent the appetites in your life. 
the desires in your life, the things, the, the sinful desires and the, and the lusts and the, the, the worldly things that you've, you've been hungering and thirsting for, that Christ would then begin to deal with those things and take those out and put in those place an appetite and a desire for righteousness and a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. This author goes on to say that he would move from the dining room to the living room and the living room would represent uh, the relationships in your life, the, the, the fellowship in your life, and that Christ would maybe start to clear out some of the relationships and the fellowship where he finds worldly companions, people that are just dragging you down while you're trying to grow up, people are dragging you down, and Christ would maybe deal with that so that he would feel comfortable. And then after that, he would move to the closet. You might predict what the closet would represent. This author said that the closet represents the hidden sins that are kept secret. No one else knows what's going on, but Christ would, and he would deal with those. And when Christ had cleared every room, every closet, every corner, every sin, every foolishness, it's then that Christ would settle in and be a home in your heart. And I don't know that we think about that often enough as, a, as Christians. That we would go, God, I don't want you just to, I don't want to just invite you in but God, I want to create an environment that my life is making you welcome. That you are the Lord of every single corner of my life. And that's, uh, nothing will bring those things to light like a season of, of, of fasting and prayer, of starting you off saying, God, uh, you will dwell where, you, where, where there is devotion, where you are desired. Second truth would be this. God will do when he finds a through. God will do when he finds a through. Here's what I mean by that. Ephesians 3, uh, 20 and 21, Paul said, uh, his power at work in us can do far more than we dare ask or imagine. His power at work through us, Paul said. The NIV says it this way. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, so God can do more than you could ever dream, but then Paul adds this, according to the power, to his power that's at work within us. According to his power that's at work through us. Like there's no, we don't, we don't have to wonder about the, 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 the power of God. That's, that's not it. It's, it's flowing through us. As a matter of fact, I have an assignment for everybody uh, who's, who's in this service, everybody who's hearing this, a part of this service, no matter if you're here on a screen, whatever. Here's my assignment for everybody. This week, between now and next Sunday, when we, we gather again uh, for service on Sunday, between now and then, seven days, here's my assignment. We're, we're fasting, obviously that's part of it. But also I want you to do this. I want you to read the whole Bible this week, okay? So Genesis to Revelation, read it all the way through. Don't miss a word, don't miss a chapter. Some of you, it's gonna take a minute, all right? You're gonna have to call in sick to work. Um, it's gonna, but I want everybody to read the whole Bible. Now, I don't really expect that's gonna happen um, for, for most of us, um, but if it did, here's what I would challenge you to do. If you were gonna read the whole Bible this week, I would say this, and as you read the whole Bible this week, I want you to look for the spot where Jesus intervened, where God intervened and did not use a human to do it. Look for it. Because you won't find it. I mean, once God created man in the garden and gave him dominion, 
Now you, you read through scripture and you'll see, you'll, some of you are going, oh, but, but remember the Red Sea was parted. I know, but yet he had Moses hold out that staff. Now, did he need Moses to do that? Well, I remember the walls of Jericho. I know, but he had them march around. Did he need them to do that for God to do? Apparently, God has reserved his power. God has reserved his power to go, not just, not just God to whatever the need is, but God through man to whatever the need is. God through you to whatever the need is. So God will do, he will, once he finds a through. And I don't know about you, but I want Faith Assembly to be filled with a bunch of throughs. I want us to be a people that just says, God, I know you're gonna do it. I know you're gonna bring whatever you're gonna bring and I want you to do it through me. Amen. A few months back, my, uh, my kitchen sink at our house had just gotten worse and worse and worse. And it's, it was the sink that I use um, and this hardly any water was coming out of it. It just kept getting a smaller and smaller, just a trickle. And it's the one I was brushing my teeth in. I just barely had any water. I felt so sorry for myself. And my wife would say, we, can, can you fix it? I said, well, I don't know, man. I've, I've got under the sink and I've looked around. I can't figure out anything down there. And I'm, I'm just picturing where, you know, where all these problems could be. And so finally, um, I watched the right YouTube video. And uh, when I watched the right YouTube video, it told me about an aerator. Does anybody know what an aerator is? Wave at me if you know what an aerator is. A couple of the plumbers in the room, amen. So uh, it talked to me about an aerator. It said, well, try this. And so it, once I figured out what it was, it was very, very easy. Just get this little aerator wrench and just unscrew it right out of the tip of the faucet and then screw this in. And uh, when I screwed that new aerator in and I turned on the water, I mean, it was like a fire hose come out of my little kitchen, my little uh, bathroom faucet. It was amazing. And uh, it was funny. As he, here I was, there was never a problem with any of the hundreds of thousands of rivers and lakes around, uh, you know, in, in, in the world. That was never the problem. The problem was never the hundreds of reservoirs. Like I'm picturing all the different problems. The problem was not the, the, the state or the county. The only problem was, is the very last place that the resource had to go through. That was the only problem that was blocking the flow. It was just the very last piece of the, of the flow of the water. That was the only problem. And it's the same for us. We as Christians, we never have to doubt God's resource. We never have to doubt, does God have the power to bring the healing that I need? Does God have the power to bring the breakthrough that I need? Does God have the power to bring the, the peace and the, the provision and the uh, deliverance that I need? Yes, God has all of that. The only problem would be this is, am I blocking it? Wow. And if a, if, a, if a season of fasting if a season of prayer, if starting out a year says, God, whatever would be blocking you from moving through, God, I know you're gonna do it, and I do. He's gonna do it. He just needs a through. God will do when he finds a through. We're gonna be more dependent on him, more dependent on the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's moving through us. More devoted, we're gonna have more direction in our life. Why? Because it's him moving through us. You don't have to make the better, you'll make better decisions. 2023, I'm gonna speak this over somebody's life. It's gonna be a year of better decisions because 2022 was a year of poor decisions for you. And you go, why can't I figure out how to, seems like every decision I make is the wrong decision. Once it plays out, it's not right. Listen, it's not a matter of that God is not sovereign, that God cannot lead. The matter has been the aerator. The matter has been you. 
And this is gonna be a year where you start off and say, God, lead me, I depend on you. Not, I don't come to church to visit you, God. No, I'm, you're, I'm with you, you're with me, God. This is the year God will do when he finds it through. And then the third truth would be this, last one. God will go high, God will go high with those that go deep. God will go high with those that go deep. Verse 17 through verse 19, same, same third chapter of Ephesians. Paul says, stand firm, but be deeply rooted, deeply rooted in his love. I pray that you and all God's people will understand what is called wide, long, high, and deep. I want you to know all about Christ's love. Although it's too wonderful to be measured, then your lives will be filled with all that God is. And I just reduced all that down to that little phrase, God will go high with those that are willing to go deep. I'm praying that this is a season where you go deep. Positionally, you're, you're, you are a Christian. If you've, if you've confessed Christ, positionally you are a Christian, but, but practically we're talking about a, a, a different level. We're talking about digging in. We're talking about going deeper with the things of God so that I can be filled with all of the fullness of God that Paul talks about. I, a few uh, weeks back, was talking to uh, Ruby, one of our just incredible members here, and she just was kind of telling me a little bit about her life and just the journey and where she was at now. And, um, and so I want you to hear um, from, from Ruby uh, and just where she's at in life and her encouragement to you as we think about uh, deepening the stakes in our, in our lives. Hi, I'm Ruby. Um, I was born in North Carolina to a family. I mean, my mother and father was 13 of us, nine boys and four girls. At the age of 13, I was baptized. Um, but it was something missing about who is this really, this God, this Jesus that came and would die for our sins. Back in the day, it was called the morning bench. And people sang over you and pray over you and you sweating because there was no air conditioning. You just sweat, sweat, sweat. And if you don't get it tonight, you go back the next night and then you keep going back. Well, the first time I did it, it, it didn't happen. And finally on the second night, I just, it, it just went like that. I just felt the Holy Spirit. But then, you, you know, if no one teaches you from that point, you start falling back into the same thing you were doing before because what was it all for? I graduated from high school at the age of 17. I went straight to New York and I was free from everything. My parents with their strictness, you know, but still not giving me the ground that I needed, which was about Christ. My lifestyle was, um, you just do things. You know, you didn't, you didn't think about, I was always careful what I did, you know, because I knew, you knew it was wrong, but you do it anyway. So when I moved here to Florida, I, uh, my children brought me here too. My daughter and her husband brought me to Faith Assembly. And I'd never been in a church like this. And one Sunday I just said, 
this is it. I'm going to get baptized. I may be afraid of water, but God is going to see me through it. And I wasn't afraid. When I stepped in there, I wasn't afraid of anything. And I, I've just been on fire ever since. It's like I really getting the understanding as to what this this Jesus and God, uh, all of this is about, you know, the, how he died for us and s to save us. Because we live in a world right now, it's just so corrupt. It's so much evil out here. And if we don't come together to bring everybody together to know who this, this who Jesus is and what he died for, uh, we're gonna be lost. It's a, it's a lot to entail at this late stage, but it's never too late. It's never too late to know what this is about. My advice to you is to stay focused, keep God first, always pray, obey, and there's so much stuff out here that can get you off track. Please don't let the enemy invade your life. Stay focused and keep God first, and you will be fine. Amen. <clears throat>